Welcome to the Mind on My Money podcast presented by Pinnacle Trust. Hosted by RebelGrove.com publisher Neil McCrady and Pinnacle Trust financial guru Martin Palomo, the Mind on My Money podcast tackles the financial questions we're all thinking about. From paying for college to saving for retirement, from life insurance needs to 401ks and everything in between. The goal is to help you take the stress out of financial concerns and give you some tips to enjoy life while your mind is on your money. Now here are your hosts, Neil McCrady and Martin Paloma. Welcome to uh, another edition of the Mind on My Money podcast. Um, We're actually doing a special edition this weekend. Today, as we are taping, it is Saturday, April 11th, which also happens to be one of the best days of the year because it's my birthday. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Uh, I've got some guests in the studio with me, uh, the virtual studio, uh, Jessica Cooley and Mike Caraway. We're going to get to them in just a few minutes. We're going to talk about all things fun that have to do with taxes, that have to do with the stimulus or the economic relief bill uh, that's just been passed. Uh, And then we're also going to talk a little bit about the stimulus checks that folks are very much looking forward to to. Um, But before we do that, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Pinnacle Trust. Um, Firm's been around since 1997. Uh, Stacy Wall kind of had the idea to create uh, a firm that was more aligned with its clients' interests versus the way that that people were charged commissions and fees prior to. So, um, you know, had a vision for for getting uh, all of us on the same side of the table, uh, but also had a vision for allowing us to not have to worry about trading day to day and could spend more time focusing on uh, working with our clients and building relationships. So to that end, uh, you know, one of the things we've been doing through uh, this Corona quarantine has been leveraging the technology that we have, whether it's uh, through the equipment we have for the podcast. Um, to be able to continue to give you guys updates, uh, real-time updates, or, uh, you know, if it's just picking up the phone and doing an old-fashioned phone call with our clients as well. We're trying to meet the needs that everyone has and kind of calm the fears that folks have through all of this. So, you know, if you're trying to do this on your own and the last uh, four or five weeks have really tested your patience and your guts, um, give us a call. You can get us on the old-fashioned landline, 601 957-0323. Also, you can get us by email at info at PINNtrust.com. We're really active on social media. So if you want to find us, follow us uh, on Facebook. You can follow us uh, on our Pinnacle Trust page or the Mind on My Money podcast, which we hope that you do both. Uh, We're really active there. So if you want to message us there, we'll get back with you as well. Um, And also, if you know, through this whole coronavirus uh, market meltdown and melt back up, if you haven't heard from your client, I mean, from your advisor, whether it's, you know, a phone call or, you know, recordings or even uh, emails from them, you know, uh, maybe that's uh, maybe that's a sign that uh, you should give us a call and, and give us an opportunity to earn your relationship uh, and to be able to work with you. Again, if you want to reach us through the telephone, we still have uh, folks at the office and it'll come directly to us at 601 957 0323, uh, or email us at info at P-I-N-N trust. Uh, Jessica and Mike, thank you so much for joining us uh, on this Saturday, and I appreciate your time. I know you guys have families, and it's a beautiful day outside, and you probably would rather be hanging out outside than uh, on a podcast with me, so I'm super, super grateful for that. Um, but Jessica, why don't, before we get started, why don't you tell us a little of your story, uh, tell us about you, and then we'll get Mike to, uh, to be the caboose there. Okay. Uh, first of all, Martin, thank you for having us today. Um, a little bit of my backstory is I grew up in Petal, Mississippi, which is also known as the Friendly City. Nice. Didn't know. Um, I went to the University of Southern Mississippi. Um, got my accounting degree there and my master's in accounting. Um, started in public accounting, not really knowing if I would stick it out there or uh, just kind of start there and, you know, get some experience and move on to something else. But I have now been in public accounting for 17 years. And so um, I think that I, I just kind of stuck it out there. Um, and, you know, when I first started, I, I really had this 
uh, view of accounting, especially public accounting, as um, looking at tax returns all day or either doing audits all day. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it's really, I've, I've had to sort of explain this to my kids um, when they ask what I do all day, because they have this idea that I sit at my desk with a calculator and just, you is know. That, is that not what you guys do? Numbers in the calculator all day and um, just to sort of explain to them so that they can understand. But I think it's good <clears> to remind other people too. The reason I love what I do and the reason I've been doing it so long is um, it allows me to help people. Um, and when you view it that way and, you know, helping people with their finances or planning yeah. for um, transfer of assets or helping them through a transaction, you really get a lot of satisfaction out of that. Yeah. I mean, you're a big part of people's lives and, um, you mm -hmm. know, and probably one of their most, well, not probably, I mean, we know from our side that CPAs generally tend to be the most trusted advisor um, to clients. And you guys, you know, you guys have a huge, huge role, especially with, with what we're going to get into on the show today. Um, yeah. yeah. But before I jump away from you, Jessica, I know you told uh -huh. us about a little bit of your work background. So some uh -huh. fun facts about Jessica. So family, kids, think, you got to tell me things that you like to do. And then also I put this question to our one of our guests a couple of weeks ago. Uh -huh. Once we are able to get out of our homes, <laughs> if you could take a dream trip and you could mm. travel anywhere, you have to give me two, mm. one inside of the U S and one outside of the U S. So tell us about your family. And then, then okay. you got to tell me about where you want to go. Um, I'm married to Chris and we have two girls, Avery and Ella Grace. Awesome. Um, How's homeschooling we, going? Homeschooling is going <laughs> <laughs> differently than I thought it would. Um, my older daughter, Avery, is very organized and self-sufficient, and hers is probably going a lot better than my second grader, Ella Grace. Um, I feel your She pain. relies on, <laughs> on us a little bit more, um, but we're doing the best we can, and she's still learning every day. She's, she may have learned a little more about the tax law these last couple of weeks than <laughs> most second yeah. graders do. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. She'll be able she'll be able to calculate complex complex problems in no time. Yeah. So yeah. once we're out of Corona quarantine, give me a give me a, a place you would want to go outside of the U.S. and a place you would want to go inside the U.S. So outside of the U.S., I've always wanted to go to Greece. Boom. And I, awesome. I'm going to stick with that. Um, inside the U.S., I don't know. I think I would just like a spa day. A spot. Okay. I, res I respect that. I, I totally respect that. You could just, uh, I do not, I do not respect that. You could do better. Mike but. just smacked it down. So, I do, well, it's, I do not it's coming to you, Mike. So you're going to get yeah. the same, you. you're going to get the same question. I hear you. <laughs> and, and my answer will not include spa day. I promise. All right. Well, Jessica, thanks for kind of letting our listeners get to know you a little bit. Uh, Mr. Mm -hmm. Caraway, you are yes, off the deck and up to the plate. So tell us a little bit about, tell our listeners a little bit about you, and then uh, I'm going to pop you the okay. same questions. Okay. All right. Well, I, uh, I'm a small town Mississippi kid from Southwest Mississippi. I got my accounting education at Ole Miss undergraduate and master's in tax. I started off my career in what at the time was the, uh, was the big six accounting firms. That's now big four. That was a long time ago. That was before the age years. of Enron yeah. and WorldCom and Tyco. Right. That's right. It, yes. was a, it was a different world back then. In 1995, when I, when I started full-time professional life, um, I have been doing tax and uh, transactional uh, merger and acquisition type work for pretty much that whole time. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really a tax guy by training, but again, do a, do a fair amount of M&A type work, um, business planning, um, strategic planning, that sort of thing. Uh, have worked with a few different firms in my life. Most of them were, uh, were the, uh, again, the, the big international or national firms. Jessica and I have been together um, at, uh, at our firm Grantham Pool for, I guess I've been with them for going on six years um, now. And I still do really, really the, those same sorts of things. A lot of tax work, a lot of transactional work. 
advising clients in strategic areas. And uh, yeah, in the last month or so, particularly the last probably two or three weeks, um, we have all had a, a singular focus, which I know is what we're going to get to later. Indeed it is. Later in the conversation. But that's, that's you guys, pretty much me professionally. You guys are like, uh, you know, I mean, I'm not going to use the word heroes lightly because certainly the folks that are on the <laughs> front lines fighting this thing have are definitely the heroes without a capes. But, but man, you guys, I mean, uh, as business advisors, um, you know, to your clients that are small business owners and independent contractors have – I mean, really become even more crucial than just normal through all of this. And we're going to get to that. That's going to be the bulk of the show. Right. Right. Um, all right. So tell us a little bit, your, you, introduce us to, tell us about your family. Um, okay. We want to know about your homeschooling uh, as well, because I think okay. you have it different than Cooley, uh, Miss Cooley and I do. And then you yeah, got to tell me uh, where you want to travel. Okay. Gotcha. Well, yeah, we, we have it a little, everybody's situation is unique for us. Um, we actually are a homeschool family um, full time. Um, and, and of course, when I say we homeschool, what I mean by that is my wife, Kristen, um, to whom I've been married for almost 25 years. We, nice. we got married actually before I started my first full time job. She does the homeschooling. Oh, wow. Um, I, I, I simply take that. part of the credit. Yeah. So she's she's a full time full time homeschool mom. Uh, our boys are 17 and 13, and uh, our 17-year-old is now days away from completing his senior year. So I'd, I'd like to think he's a success story. He's he's about to head off to Mississippi College um, in the fall. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, he, he's going to move pretty much straight from coming out of quarantine to getting some stuff packed and moving into housing over in Clinton and start school. They're really excited about that. His, his 13 year old brother, I think is particularly excited about it. Um, <laughs> a little, probably a little more excited than probably he ought to be. He's helping uh, him pack his bags. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so while certainly there, uh, we, we've had changes along with it, the same as everybody else during, uh, during the, the pandemic and the quarantine for us in terms of daily life and schooling, it hasn't been as much of a change because they continue doing school the, the, uh, the way that they, the way that they normally do. It's just, you know, all the out of the house extracurricular stuff is, uh, is on hold, but their school still remains the same. The only real difference in their daily lives is that dad is down the hall talking about SBA loans and taxes all day long. So, so as, as Jessica said, with regard to her daughter's, uh, my wife told me a couple of weeks ago that she and the boys know way more about the paycheck protection program than they ever wanted. To. Um, so, okay. So trips anywhere in the U S I was, I was going to say spa day, but Jessica took that. She so stole that from you, dude. You can't, I, I you can't, yeah, you can't steal it. <laughs> you gotta be original. <laughs> well, I tell you something that I actually was thinking about doing, uh, after tax season, which now looks different, but, but before all this happened, <laughs> but um, what, I, what I wanted to do was after tax season and before we needed to move, move my oldest son, Nicholas, um, over to Clinton, I wanted to maybe take boys um, and Kristen up to D.C. because the nice. boys have not been. Uh, and I'd still like to do that. I'm you know, not sure exactly what that might look like now, yeah. so that may need to wait. Absolutely. But, uh, that, that, was, that was on the list. Uh, outside the U.S., uh, I would love to go to uh, I'd love to go to the U.K., particularly England, but I'd love to to go across the U.K. Um, all over uh, the island of uh, Britain and maybe even up to Ireland. I would. Uh, it's just an area I've never got to visit. I'd love to do. Awesome, awesome. Well, I'm going to steal the thunder because I have never had the opportunity to, to answer the question in the last few shows. So mm. I'm gonna. I, and since and since I'm the host, I can do whatever I want to. You can do this. That's right. So, um, so Miss Cooley, uh, Greece is on our bucket list, and so I'm gonna have to. Even though I told Mr. Caraway he could not, he had to be original. Um, that does not apply to me because I'm 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 the master. I'm the master of this. You know, this is this is not uh, an, a republic. This is an empire, and and right. I am I am Lord Vader in the empire. So, um, yes, you guys can be stormtroopers and you have to get in line this and do was, what I tell you to this do. This was, this was not in the brochure. <laughs> this was not in the brochure. <laughs> um, but so no, Greece is somewhere that we would love to go. And, uh, I have a friend who he, he took his family. They did a Greek cruise and I think it was like 
seven or 10 days and you would do during the day, you would be in a new port, um, you know, somewhere along the Greece or in Greece or in the islands mm-hmm. off of it. And, um, and so he said it was awesome. Cause it was like at nighttime was when they moved you. So it's like you mm-hmm. went to sleep and you woke up and you had a new adventure and a new activity every day. So oh, I'm, uh, I like that. That I'm, cool. I'm totally on board with that. Uh, that's what I want to do. Um, and of course, Disney world is my number one go-to for inside the U S but Mike, yep. believe it or not, Bella, my oldest daughter, um, she was invited to this, um, junior honor society conference in DC this summer. Uh, it's in June sometime. And right. So I'm probably going to be, I'm, she's, I'm not going with her to the conference, but I have to get her there. And, right. um, Christopher and I were just talking yesterday about driving up, you know, dropping her off at mm-hmm. the, um, at the college where the conference is held. Yeah. And then in those five days we were going to spend, and we lived in DC for a little bit. So, uh, we've, we've done a lot in DC and I love DC, but he's going to be a junior next year. So we're starting to look at schools as well. And, um, right. so we were going to, we were talking about maybe going through Virginia while, um, while Bella's in DC at her conference and kind of do some unofficial visits of, uh, some campuses there. And then also we want to go over to Charlottesville for, um, to go to Thomas Jefferson's home and, and check that out too. So yeah, I don't know, man, we'll see. A, I don't know if hopefully by June we'll be not quarantined. I, I was going to say, I hope that, I hope that stays firm on the schedule and you're able to do it. That'll be a, that'll be a fun trip. And just like you and I, um, and Jessica all like to swap pictures of Disney world. I am eager to see pictures mm-hmm. when you're up there. Yeah. Hopefully that happens. And, um, you know, and I think we'll try to make a vacation out of it too. Maybe when I pick Bella up, we do love to ride the, we love to ride roller coasters and there's a couple of, um, yeah. there's a couple of amusement parks in that area. One mm-hmm. North of Richmond called uh, King's dominion. That is phenomenal for roller coasters. And then over in Williamsburg, uh, there's Bush gardens. So yeah. I don't know, man, we'll, uh, We'll see if that happens. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's kind of jump into the topics today because you guys are uh, are critically valuable to a lot of information that is um, that is being well, I guess changing minute by minute. But also that um, you know through this pandemic, businesses have been forced to close that were deemed you know quote non essential and um, has kind of put business owners and staff members of businesses in a and a really, um, and I'm going to use the term unprecedented. And if anyone wants to give me some, you know, some grief about that, I challenge them to show me a time when this has happened before. Um, right. Where and you know where people are, um, by no fault of their own, um, essentially unemployed, and that number is skyrocketing, mm-hmm. and businesses are hurting. But the the yeah. the government has stepped in and said, hey, we want to try to help provide some relief, and that's all kind of come out over the last, um, couple of weeks. So let's, you, you know, you mentioned it earlier talking about your kids know more about the, the paycheck protection, mm-hmm. paycheck protection program than they should, which is also known as PPP or its rapper name is P cubed. Um, so <laughs> thank you for laughing. Yeah. Thank you for laughing. I was kind of, I was like, I went out on a limb with that joke and, and, uh, no, I, and, I think- no, I, 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 I think that one landed well. That was well done. Was I know, my, our, our, my, our listeners may fire us after, <laughs> after this show. <laughs> all right. But so in all seriousness, let's talk about, there's been some more news in the PPP realm, but um, Jessica, do you want to talk a little bit about, I mean, I'm sure most people have heard about it, but for maybe people who aren't as familiar, do you want to talk about what the paycheck Paycheck Protection Program. Oh my goodness, that is a mouthful. <laughs> Let's um, just go with P cubed, man. P cubed. Can you yeah. talk about P cubed? Triple P. Triple P. Oh, that's triple better. P. Triple. We're go- it's triple P now, not P cubed. P cubed. We're See, definitely okay. nerds. So, so M- Martin, you like triple P? She's been trying to get me to use that for two weeks, and I won't do it. I'm. Um, you know, she's cooler than us, dude. So I mean, <laughs> P, P cubed is, is such a nerdy, uh, a nerdy thing. We're going triple. <laughs> triple P sounds like I'm a wrestler, have- right? That's from our childhood. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. I can see. I can see the yep. point. We're done. <laughs> um, yeah. So whatever you want to call it, you, you can pick your, your, um, your nickname for the program. Um, but basically it was a program for a loan designed to provide a direct incentive for small businesses 
to keep their workers on payroll. Um, and there's an application for the program. Uh, it, it's through the SBA. Um, and actually, the application went through several drafts. Right. So um, the week that we started working on, with clients on this, you know, it was like every day of the week, there was um, a different draft of the application and the guidelines were continually coming out. Um, but the, the, one of the biggest pieces to the program is the loan forgiveness um, that the SBA is offering as part of the, as part of the loan package. Right. And um, I think, and some, yeah, I was going to say, if you'll talk a little bit about that forgiveness piece too, because I mean, some people know about it, but there may, I mean, there may be folks Mm-hmm. that are, have been trying to dig out of this hole their business is in. And, you know, they may have, th- this may be some of the first times they're hearing some of the details, even though it's yeah. a couple of weeks old. So. Right. Yeah. Um, so the loan forgiveness is based on the, um, the cost that you spend the loan money on okay. through, through, over an eight week period. And that eight week period starts on the loan origination date. Now the the qualified costs include payroll costs, okay. rent, interest, and utilities. Okay, right. Am I missing any, Mike? No, no, and and, and of course it's primarily payroll. Uh, matter of fact, they're mm-hmm. saying seventy five percent of your funds should be used on payroll. So for folks that businesses that apply for this and they receive the funding, if if they're using it for you know, to keep their, keep paying their employees. And is it at the same level that the employees were earning previous to it? Or do they have flexibility in being able to change, um, you know, how much they quote unquote pay their employees? Then that's just a kind of random thought that I have. Right. Well, the, 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 the answer, it's not a binary thing because um, you do have flexibility in how you pay your people, but there are consequences if you have, um, cut staffing within certain periods dur- during the period that you have the loan. Uh, if you've cut salaries, gotcha. uh, that basically it's a it's a fairly complex formula. But you basically will lose some of the forgiveness if you have cut salary by too much or cut headcount by, by too, much. too much. Okay, yeah. so it's not mm-hmm. a it's not a once you get it you've got it. It's a you have to follow the rules or you can quote unquote lose the forgiveness piece and then at that point i guess does it turn into a loan or is i guess it is a loan already and then it's but it's forgiven if okay sorry yep Mm -hmm. so it's forgiven if you follow the rules if you don't follow the rules then you just follow the that's right loan that the Mm -hmm. rules of the loan and terms and all that's right and and one thing you got to be careful of on the front end and, and 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 jessica i'd like for you to maybe speak to to the math of how the the loan amounts computed but uh, and and it, it's very much payroll based for someone who who is who does have employees. But when you apply for this loan, as Jessica said, the application has gone through several drafts. But one thing that is constant, there are certain certifications that the applicant is making. And one of them is that you are going to use the funds for the stated purposes. And the stated purposes are in, in order are, are primarily payroll but also utilities and um, interest on debt that was pre-existing. Um, but you are, you are attesting to the fact on the front end that that's what you're going to use the funds for. So what you can't do is borrow a million dollars under the Paycheck Protection Program, at, or Triple P, PQ, and turn around and use that money to buy a new piece of property, um, a bunch of speedboats, nice cars, et cetera. Nice. You've got to use that money to keep people employed because that is the purpose of the program. It, and you said that when we started, it's uh, Martin, it is to maintain um, people's employment, keep people drawing paychecks, whether they are sitting at home on the couch or actually still working. I've had people ask me, and Jessica, I know you have as well. Um, they've asked almost apologetically, well, now, wait, I want to take this loan out, and I want to keep paying my receptionist, Betty, but I'm not having Betty come into the office now. She's at home. Can I keep paying her? And my answer is absolutely. That's the point. That's the purpose. That's why yeah. they're loaning you this money is so that Betty can keep getting paid, 
and she doesn't lose her job through no fault of her own. Right. Cause I mean, so, I can imagine this is kind of like a, a domino stack where, you know, staff member loses income, you know, doesn't pay rent. Then the person who, you know, owns the home or the bank, you know, doesn't collect their money. So then they can't pay. And then if like, it's like a, if people, if there's this continuous effect of not being able to pay, of not being able to pay, then, exactly. then we have a massive, a, a massive problem at that. That's point. exactly right. Yeah. Right. So, so, so with, with regard to this loan being payroll based, um, and that's what you're supposed to use the money for. That's actually how you figure out how much, if, if you are someone who does have employees, right. Uh, that's how you figure out how much you can borrow. So, so Jessica, you, you are better at explaining mm-hmm. math than I am. So <laughs> h- how do I figure out how much of a, how much of a triple P I'm eligible for? Uh, well, yeah. Um, so to even qualify for the loan, you have to have what is um, defined as payroll costs in the law. And um, we've seen a lot of guidance come out with regards to the definition of payroll costs. Um, but basically, you take your payroll costs and multiply that times 2.5 for your average monthly payroll. Okay. Um, and so that is your maximum loan amount, 2.5 times the average monthly payroll cost. Okay. I mean, that sounds, and that sounds reasonable, hoping that, you know, two and a half months from now, we are fingers crossed, you know, ramping back up, if not, you know, already back up to, you know, everyone doing working. And so really, if that's the case, this really has kind of served as a bridge between, between the two areas. The other um, really good thing about this loan is that it's at 1% interest. That's yeah. what we're seeing right now. Yeah, that's awesome. That's right. And then yeah, and so, so how many years is that, it? They have, is it how many years to pay it, it off if it's if it's not it's forgiven? It's a two-year loan. Two year. Okay. It's a two-year loan, and there's not and there's no payment due for six months. Okay. And as Jessica said, it's a it's currently it's a one percent loan. So it's a even if it was just a loan, it's a great deal. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, one percent is phenomenal. I'd take that yeah. all day and twice on Sunday if right if I qualified for it. So, yeah, but but it, it, it what's interesting is the way that it's set up though. With you know, we we will you know they'll they'll loan you two and a half times your your average monthly payroll. It's to cover costs over an eight week period. So right there, you 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 see that even if all you had was payroll, yep. you'd have a little extra. Yeah. Uh, well, that little extra is to help cover other things like utilities and interest. Sure. But 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 you still may have a little bit to pay back. It's still a, it's still again, it is still a great deal. Um, so as we've talked to people who have had headcount reductions, so maybe they're qualified for more than they will spend on payroll. We've said, look, as long as you are able to make an honest assertion as to what you're going to use this for, if you have to pay some back again, yeah, saying it for the fourth time, I guess, this is a good deal. Well, I mean, and, and I think that, and I think that, you know, the, I wrote in my blog, I guess, three weeks ago, I called it the three-legged economy. You know, the first thing we were going to have to see for us to come out of this was, um, was something from, um, from the fed, you know, stimulating, making sure liquidity kept stayed in the markets, which they, they actually fired their shots probably a little early, but it's been very effective, more effective than I thought it was going to be. And we've had some issues in the markets that the average person doesn't know about, and I'm not going to bring them up to scare people because they're not there anymore. (laughs) Um, and then, you know, the other piece was what was going to happen for the American people, you know, um, from yeah. from a relief standpoint. And then there's potentially maybe even more in the future if this thing does drag out in the form of a real stimulus versus versus a relief. And then, um, you know, in the last piece being, you know, kind of the how we're doing against, you know, this war against the, the virus. And that's kind of still right. it's starting to see some good numbers, but it's still kind of determined. But so I know that we talked a, we talked a good bit about you know, this program for business owners. Um, and so this last or this last Friday, Oh my gosh, my English teacher would smoke me for for saying that (laughs) on Friday of this week, (laughs) yesterday, my gosh, yesterday, yesterday, (laughs) as we record this, um, there was, uh, independent contractors were able to bend to begin applying. So, you know, I guess a lot of folks, 
and, and this is really hits home for us for uh, the soccer club that I help, um, you know, help run my, you know, we do have payroll quote unquote, because we're having to pay our, our coaches every month. Um, but they are technically contractors. They are independent contractors. Uh, so, and they've, you know, essentially we are, um, you know, in a position to where, you know, we, we depend on people to make their monthly, uh, the, our members whose kids are playing soccer, we depend on them to make their monthly dues payments so that we can pay our coaches. And then we pay the, for the tournaments and all the stuff that they right. go in and pay all that stuff. And so, you know, for folks who are independent contractors, there's opportunities for them as well. Do, will you guys talk about that a little bit? And I know that, you know, we're really kind of talking about a moving target because this thing yeah. seems to be changing. And the first time I ever heard a term called interim final was, uh, <laughs> was, uh, was through this whole process. And that just blew my mind. Cause I was like, wait, yeah. interim final. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. no, that doesn't make sense whatsoever. See, you, you see, yeah. you were thinking of finality as, as a binary state when really there's a continuum of finality. You didn't know that, did yeah. you? You know, these are confusing times. <laughs> if we can, uh, if we can, if we can quote one of our favorite Marvel movies there, we favorite. did it. Ring the bell. We quoted we Star Wars and Marvel <laughs> all in the show. The nerds win. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, I really, I, I, I hope Jessica is drawing combat pay for hanging out with nerds. I know, man. <laughs> I, I really feel sorry for Jessica. She's forced to hang out with us. But so talk, talk to us a little bit about the independent contractors because they're an important part of, you know, the gig economy um, is, is an important part of the American economy. Independent contractors are really important as well. They did not get left out. Jessica, why don't, why don't you speak to that? And, and, and I can follow up with a little personal commentary of mm-hmm. what this is really looking like in practice with them having started yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> the real world. So um, just like I mentioned before about payroll cost and the definition as it goes into the calculation of the loan amount. Um, this is something that I think that we are still waiting on guidance for. So as we joke about interim final guidance, you know, Mike and I have been talking about, okay, well, when is the final, final guidance going to come out? You know? <laughs> um, Double F. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I won't even go with the square. <laughs> um, so for independent contractors, they can file on their own. Um, our conversations with both independent contractors and lenders this week, um, the lenders say they're still waiting on guidance on, on the program itself. Um, we have been working with clients, though, to, to help them calculate and organize documents um, so that when the lenders are ready, they're ready too. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that your experience this week too, Mike? Yeah, it, it, it is. What and, and what I was alluding to earlier, and you know this every bit as well as every bit as well as I do, Jessica. What we've experienced the last few weeks since this thing went live, really even before it went live, uh, Mark, you were very you're being very kind in your remarks earlier about. Um, the, the role of, of CPAs um, and advisors like Jessica and myself with, with these businesses. And, and we, and I, I feel like we have been able to help people. I tell you though, some folks that I have seen doing some very heroic things the last couple of weeks for our clients and customers um, are bankers. Yeah, and sure. uh, so, so any, any criticism I have of the process and of some of the bumps we've had is not directed at them as individuals or as groups because they have been given a monumental task, an almost unworkable task. And we, we use the word unprecedented and what I've told people, and, and, and rightly so, you were right to use that. Um, what I have been telling people is that we are now using the word unprecedented as a stand-in for words you shouldn't <laughs> say in front of your mom. <laughs> like that's Jack, that is jacked up. Or yeah, it's jacked up. That's, that's right. really it effed is. up. So instead, that, we're going to say, exactly. you know what? That's just unprecedented. It's unprecedented. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, they, they they have they pushed three hundred and forty nine billion dollars into this program, and you know they're talking about two hundred fifty billion more. Mm-hmm. Um, and people started lining up. I mean, everybody who yeah. draws breath and runs a business says, "Hey, I'm getting in for this," because you know all you got to do is show that you were affected 
by the situation. Well, who's not affected by it? So this is something unlike anything that has ever existed before. And our banks are on the front lines of getting the money to people. And frankly, the system has been completely gone up. Yeah. Um, there are banks that are still working on getting their systems up and running again. I'm not being critical of them. It's just been well nigh impossible to get things completely through the system because everybody wants to do it at once. They're trying to lay track in front of a train that's speeding down the track at hundred miles per hour. That's a great way to say, so, to say it. So, so, so to circle back to, you know, independent contractors were able to start one week after businesses with payroll. My point is that, okay, fine. Independent contractors were able to start yesterday but there's still a line of people with payroll who are trying to get confirmation that they're really in the system. Yeah. Um, so, so we've got independent contractors who are saying, Hey, my, my bank's asking me for my payroll tax records. Well, you don't have payroll tax records. So the bank, the bank hasn't even figured out yet to not ask you for that. Yeah. And it's not because the bank doesn't know what they're doing. It's because they are completely overwhelmed. right now. Yeah. They're um, treading they, water with, mm-hmm. with concrete blocks attached to their feet. Absolutely. So, yeah, I, I, I absolutely will agree with every good thing you want to say about us as CPAs advising clients, but uh, it, we couldn't get it get it done without these bankers working day and night and some of them around the clock yep. to, mm-hmm. uh, to, 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 to get these loans funded. Yeah, no, I mean, we have, I have tons of relationships, you know, in the banking world and, and that's all, they're all, they're working weekends and nights and, yep. you know, and they're not really seeing their families much because they're buried and, um, exactly. you know, and trying to get, you know, cause they are, they are the, as I, I can't remember if it was you guys that said it or not, that this program was like lunch, launching money from a t-shirt cannon. That was um, me. That was me. That was you. <laughs> yeah. So I, it's yeah. like, they're trying to build the cannon and mm-hmm. S and their, and That's SBA right. and the government's like launch the money. And it's like, out of what? Out of, <laughs> right. Yeah. You so, want me to throw yeah, it with so, my so, hands? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So which you end up with, with the Treasury Secretary and the President in the briefings, and, and they're doing their job. Their job is to tell people, here's how it's going to work. We're going to take care of you. The money's going to get out there quickly. That, yep. They are not supposed to be the ones figuring out the details, but they say that, and there's a room full of reporters saying, wait, we hear all the banks saying they're not ready. Yeah. Well, everybody's running as fast as mm-hmm. they can. So yeah, they, they're, it's like shooting money out of a t-shirt cannon and trying to um, have it come out the other end as a tailored suit. Oh, nice. That was the, that was the end part that I missed the tailored suit. Well, I, guys, I, I'm going to pay bills real quick. And then I know we have a, we have two other things we wanted to kind of talk about being, um, you know, some of the income tax changes that right. happened through all of this. And then we would be totally remiss if we didn't, talk about the stimulus checks and, um, and mention them. Um, but before we do that, uh, this podcast is brought to you in part by the refrigeration company. Uh, TRC is owned and operated by Jeremy Watler, who's been in the refrigeration field for more than 20 years, including five years as a national service manager at TRC. They understand that great service means being responsive. They're highly trained, responsible, and dedicated staff are available 24 seven to ensure your complete satisfaction. They specialize in ammonia refrigeration, but work on any other HFC, HCFC, or CO2 systems. TRC is building winning relationships with customers in baking, cold storage, warehouses, ice production facilities, and facilities serving dairy processing, food processing, poultry processing, and catfish processing. TRC is based in Spanish Fort, Alabama, but they're licensed in Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Tennessee, and South Carolina as well. TRC can handle all of your company's refrigeration needs, including installation, fabrication, service, compressor rebuilds, ammonia detection calibration, vibration analysis, and more. To learn more, call Jeremy Watler at 251-348-8533 or email him at jeremy at therefridgeco.com. Follow TRC at The Refrigeration Company on Facebook or their website, uh, therefridgeco.com. This podcast is also sponsored by Elite Dental Care with offices throughout West Tennessee in Germantown, Jackson, and Trenton. Elite Dental Care has five doctors with more than 75 years of combined experience. And with their different areas of expertise, the doctors at Elite Dental Care offer convenience along with the latest in technology. In addition, Elite Dental Care is a family practice, so the entire family can be seen no matter the age or the severity of problems. 
Elite Dental Care focuses on staying up to date in all the latest technology, including intraoral cameras, digital x-rays and impressions, 3D x-rays and more. There are TVs and radios in every room, giving patients the comforts of home, all while they receive the most modern technological treatment. Elite Dental Care offers both conscious sedation and IV sedation for patients that are anxious or scared or for those that might not be fearful but just have a lot of work to do and can't afford to take time off for work for multiple visits. With sedation, Elite Dental Care is able to get much more work done in one visit, which ultimately saves the patient time and money. So if you're looking for a dentist in the West Tennessee or the Memphis area, call Dr. Mark Harper, Dr. Clint Buchanan, or Dr. Mike Farah at Elite Dental Care. To reach the doctors at Elite Dental Care, go to www.elitedentalcare.com or follow them on Facebook and or Instagram. All right, guys. Uh, so we talked a lot about the triple P, PPP, P cubed, payment, paycheck protection program. Boom. Got it all out. Um, so we didn't, um, and there's a lot, we could probably spend, we could probably spend a whole show just talking about that piece. And it might be that we come back to it because I know there, you know, there was kind of a failed attempt at getting some more money through, um, through the Senate, um, at the end of the week. And there was some, it did not make it out, um, for whatever reason, I'm sure they will go back and, and try to push that thing through. I think it was an additional 250 billion they were yep. trying to push through, but, um, sure. let's kind of shift gears. Um, we've probably got about 10 more minutes, um, before we start bumping towards the end of the show. So let's talk first about, you know, the, it seems like everything has been dwarfed in the news by the pay, the, oh my gosh, by triple P. <laughs> I can't even get the whole thing out of my mouth. So, you know, there was a huge, huge change, change with income taxes, um, with dates and, and things like that. Let's, let's talk about that a little bit. And then let's, before we wrap the show up, um, I want to talk about the stimulus checks. Okay. So you want to talk about due dates? Um, and not talking about pregnancies, but yes, uh, due dates, <laughs> due dates for taxes. And then, and then is there anything else that changed in the, in, in with regards to taxes or just when filing and payments are, are due? There actually were um, a number of income tax um, and related tax changes that came out with the CARES Act and the CARES Act is what created the triple P right. program. Um, and, and, People aren't really talking about those much because, again, the 800-pound gorilla is the Paycheck Protection Program. But, yep. but they do exist, and they are important. We maybe could touch on a couple of them. But, yeah, the, the first thing you mentioned, which was done really separately, that was a change in, uh, in due dates uh, in really big-picture, simple terms. And, and Jessica can, can, can explain it in, in more detail. Uh, tax day um, is no longer April 15th. It's July 15th, uh, except for residents of three states for state purposes. And one of those three states happens to be Mississippi. Oh, joyous Mississippi, day. Yeah, Mississippi Tax Day is actually May 15th now. It has to do with fiscal years. Jessica can speak to that for a little better than I can. But federal filing for everybody in the country, regardless of liability, um, regardless of situation, for your 2019 filing is now July 15th. So, uh, Jessica, what did I say wrong? Mm-hmm. What additional color do we need there? No, um, I think a lot of people were uh, confused at first. Um, as, and we were a little confused ourselves sure. because, uh, you know, the first news we got was um, we're going to extend the filing due date, but not the payment date. Um, and then several states started jumping on. Uh, and mirroring that federal due date extension. And like Mike said, um, it's sort of dwindled down to now there are just three states left that did, that are not mirroring the federal. And it just so happens that Mississippi is one of those. Um, we put the fun so, in dysfunction. We do. <laughs> we do. Or maybe the funk um, in dysfunction. <laughs> um, but then they, then federal actually came back and and extended filing and payment due date to July 15th. Yeah. Um, and really just this last week, they 
It was a new notice that also extended second quarter payments to July 15th. Those are typically due June 15th. So even as, you know, I think that came out Thursday. So Gosh, it's everything been evolving. Just, yeah, it's like everything moves at yeah. the speed of light. I mean, not it's mm-hmm. it's not just market-related news. I mean, it's you guys, too. It's tax. That's right. I mean, everything we, is moving at the speed of light. We, we, we have lived five years and every week since the middle of March in terms of changes. I can, it, 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 I can get like behind you, that. I can get know, behind that. You know, if I didn't already have gray hair, it would have given me gray hair. Well, so, you know, and like with the 16 days that it took the market to drop, you know, almost 40%, I went from a healthy head full of hair to have pulled all of my hair out in 16 days. And then the following 15 days was, uh, you know, the market rocketing back up. And I was like, okay, life is okay again. But, you know, I mean, but really uh, everything is changing at the at That's the speed right. of light. It well, is, it's, and, it's and, 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 and I'll, I'll say this while we're, we're talking about how quickly things are changing, whether we're talking about uh, the SBA loan programs, whether we're talking about tax changes, um, it's probably a good time to mention what I always try to say, and I know you, you always uh, discuss with folks, Martin, and that is, you know, everything we're talking about here is based on the guidance that we know about today, right. our understanding of a shifting landscape. I mean, th- th- these are just our opinions, not even necessarily those of other folks with our firm. And you can't rely on any of this for advice in your situation, even though, you know, s- something like the tax date change is pretty black and white. You always need to be talking to people who are helping you get your tax returns done, get your loans yeah. done to figure out what you, how your facts fit mm-hmm. in into this because you know again we'll by monday there'll be a rule be that different. has changed there'll yeah. be a there'll be an, an interpretation that has changed yep. um so we're, we're, we're even people with whom we've worked for years we're saying okay we need to slow down think about how this applies to you today and how it might apply to you tomorrow and we need to talk about what we don't know just as much as about what we do know yeah no i mean and, and mm-hmm. that's 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 pretty solid because i mean we're this we're in the same boat it's everyone has a different situation, circumstances, needs, desires, and, you know, advice that we give to our clients is all really tailored around their needs and not this cookie cutter, you know, pull off the shelf. This applies to everybody because that's not how it's, you know, that's not how our world works. I know that's not how your world works either. So that's a good caveat to put in there for our listeners is that, you know, everyone's situation is different and, 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 and I will consult your advisor. I'll use that as a backdoor into mentioning just one or two of, of the of the business income tax changes in the CARES Act. I won't get into the detail because I know we don't have time, um, but, but I, I'll mention them to mention them and to use them as examples of how, well, this is going to matter to some people, but a lot of people don't care at all. Yeah. Um, and that is uh, there there was a a. There was a provision of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, which was signed at the end of 17 and into effect at the beginning of 18, a huge sea change in tax law. And I'm remembering those now as the good old days. Hmm. Um, there was a restriction on business interest expense put into place that for a lot of taxpayers, it meant nothing because it would only kick in at a, at a certain um, at a certain income level. And a lot of small businesses fell under that, didn't care about it, but some did. One of the provisions of the CARES Act is they basically have raised the ceiling on that limitation in terms of a percentage of, of income, which is going to, of course, reduce tax revenue and be a tax saver for a number of businesses. So there are a few provisions like that in the CARES Act that, again, while it's not getting a lot of press right now because of the loan program, right. it's something that really is important and really does matter to a number of of uh, a number of taxpayers, but again, many of them don't know it exists, don't care that it exists. And, and there, there are other provisions, Jessica, I don't want to put you on the spot, but it's the mm-hmm. sort of thing I know you work, you work with uh, more than I do in terms of uh, distributions from retirement plans, charitable contributions, things that yeah. again are meant to, to ease things for people financially. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just to briefly mention a couple of those there are some special rules for retirement accounts. Um, folks that have virus-related economic challenges may withdraw up to $100,000 from retirement accounts without any penalty. 
um, and they have three years to put that money back in their account. Um, or they have to pay the taxes on it. Is that is that the deal? Um, if they don't put it back right. in, it's just you owe tax. You don't owe right. penalty. You just owe taxes. Which, man, for a lot of folks, mm-hmm. gosh, that could that could end up being that could hurt pretty bad if folks are just if you're pulling it for n- truly not emergency uses. Right. And I mean, cause ooh, I could see a lot of folks taking it now being like, I'll pay it back. I'll pay it back. I'll pay it back. And then right. day, yeah. com- you know, the reckoning day comes and it's like, IRS is like, Hey buddy, you know, you owe us 30 grand in taxes or 25 grand in taxes. Cause you pulled a hundred thousand out. And they're like, uh, right. I don't right. have that. And man, I could imagine, I mean, it's a good thing for sure for folks that need it, but I could imagine folks yeah. hurting themselves with that too. So, oh yeah, I would say and, so and definitely sort of, use that as a last resort. Yeah, it's the sort of thing. And, and you, you've, yeah. I know, Martin, I know you guys have had conversations with folks the last few weeks about don't panic, don't pull everything out yet, yeah. whether it's a retirement account or not. So we, we have the same conversations. Sure. Like, just wait a minute and let's make sure this makes sense in the larger context. You don't want to do it just because they told you you can do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, unfortunately we haven't had clients do it yet. Um, you know, but, but I mean, it's, it's certainly good because like I'm going to put, I'll just use me. If something happened to my income and I was looking at, you know, defaulting on my mortgage and my house mm-hmm. getting, you know, foreclosed on, then yeah, I'm taking money sure. out of the 401k or, or however I can get access to it to, you know, to bridge that gap mm-hmm. and pay it. I'm not going to apologize about it at all. You know, those are just things you have to do, but, but I'm not going to go right. build a pool in my backyard with, you know, right. with, uh, with that yeah. money. Cause then it might be fun now, but it's going to hurt in three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, but there's, there's, and I'm sorry, Jessica, you probably had a couple other things you were going to mention. There's no way we can mention everything. But yeah. Cause I do, before we wrap up as well, I do want to talk yeah. about the stimulus checks piece as well. Gotcha. Right. Um, the other thing related to retirement accounts is that the RMD distribution rules yeah. um, are waived yeah. for 2020. Yeah. And that's, and that's actually been, that's a great benefit. Um, mm-hmm. And we've, you know, we haven't had all of our clients call in yet. Um, and we did, Maeve posted about it um, probably a week ago. And I did have a couple of clients call in and say, Hey, don't send me my RMD cause they don't need it, but mm-hmm. they just right. take it because they have to, right. but they told me don't, don't take it this year. Um, and <laughs> right. that's a, gr- that's a great benefit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Mike mentioned, there is some enhanced charitable giving rules. <clears throat> um, I won't get too down into the details on those, okay. but a lot of people are asking questions about the stimulus payment. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about it yeah. a little bit. Um, so I keep hearing um, on the news the average family of four yeah. is going to get $3,400. And then that's all they say, right? So it is a little more complicated than that. Because so you're saying that's saying, fake news? Is that fake news? <laughs> <laughs> it could be. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, it, there are some income limits yeah. for the for the payments. Um, if you are under those income limits, uh, the the rebate is twelve hundred dollars per person. So for a married couple, that would be twenty four hundred, and then up to five hundred dollars for each qualifying child. Now, one thing that um, we had to clarify for some clients that were asking is a qualifying child falls under the same rules as the child tax credit. Mm-hmm. That, that, that applies to children who are 17 or under. Right. Yeah. We had, uh, I had a couple of clients actually ask that question too, and I didn't know. So I had to go scramble and read, um, you know, to, to figure out where they, you know, their kids still living at the house, mm-hmm. but they don't qualify to get that 500 right. bucks because, of an age of a kid and, but you're, but yeah, that makes mm-hmm. sense. You're saying it follows the, the child tax credit. And what is the, is it 150,000 for a married couple, 150 and below you get the full credit or the full rebate. Um, and then was it, I guess that would be 75,000 if you're not married. 
That's that, right. Yeah, okay. That's right. That's, that's right. right. And then, um, so, and then is it's, and then it just phases out between that yeah. 150 and 200 yeah, one, or something once, like that. Once you get to, once you get to about 190, I think 198 for our joint taxpayers, you're done. You're done. All right. Mm-hmm. And, and one thing to keep in mind is that you'll actually reconcile these payments on your 2020 tax return. So, um, so, you know, that was, that was not (laughs) that probably that was fine print that no one read. Well, you guys read it. I didn't read it. And probably the average American doesn't read it. (laughs) And this is one of those things that, you know, we think more guidance will come out. Okay. Yeah. Later. Um, because they're, what they're saying now is that if you get more credit than you would have been allowed in 2020, there, you won't be taxed on the difference. But if you were actually do more of a rebate, then you will claim that on your 2020 tax return. Oh, okay. So it can work both ways. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that could be good for folks that, you know, maybe didn't qualify on their 2019 income. Um income taxes, but then, you know, God forbid, but they end up losing their job or losing their income and, you know, and, and would qualify for it for, for that's 2020. Right. So that's, that's good. Right. Cause usually you don't see it that way. Usually it's, you know, it just works against you. It doesn't, <laughs> Right. <laughs> the IRS is generally not a gift giver, even though they sometimes will, mm-hmm. uh, appear that way. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's, you know, that, that actually um, relates back to something I was just thinking about. I'm, and I'm looking right now at a long list of these changes, most of which we haven't even mentioned. And, and as one of our other partners mentioned to me a couple of weeks ago, when we first started getting into these changes, you know, they always look really simple when they first come out, Sure. but then they have to, then they have to start implementing them and you have to start dealing with exceptions and reporting and it becomes much more complicated. So you know, we, we could sit here and tell you that they have um, loosened up and, and liberalized the net operating loss usage rules for a few years, or that they have made a technical correction to how you depreciate real estate improvement property that was a Tax Cut Jobs Act problem. And both those things are true, but I can't tell you exactly how that's going to look on tax forms and sure. the regulations yet. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and just like, it's kind of like, I guess back to the stimulus piece too, is they're trying to figure this thing out as they're, as they're trying to fire the yes, money out of the t-shirt cannons <laughs> and call it a custom right. suit because exactly. I, I don't know if people have even gotten their first, have gotten the stimulus checks yet. Or if you had, I guess if you were direct deposit, if your refund was direct deposited in previous years, they're supposed to do it direct deposit. But if it's being, if you've paid in or, you know, or you had a check mailed to you, then, you're getting a check mailed to you, I assume. Yeah, that's our understanding. If they, if the government has your bank account information from direct deposits in previous right. years, they will use that. Um, and the last date that I heard was that they were going to start sending those out on April fifteenth. Oh, see. This is why you guys get paid the big bucks. Because I'm like, man, I I don't know anyone that's gotten a stimulus check. Well, no, yeah, Martin, because they haven't even sent them yet. Gosh, man. Right. I mean, yeah, that's why you guys get paid the big bucks. Well, guys, look, I know we are we're bumping up on um on on our time limit, and I certainly right. appreciate y'all for uh, for being my guest on the show. Uh, I, I know that it was you know the information you guys provide is always um, is very helpful for me, and I'm sure for a lot of our our listeners as well. And thanks for an awesome birthday present for, uh, for doing a podcast with me <laughs> you, you <laughs> on know, my birthday. So you are very welcome the, the, <laughs> for, for our taking the time yes. to spend with you on, your on my birthday. You're, you're welcome. You you're guys welcome. are the only two people that are not my family that are spending time with me on my birthday. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm just playing that card out as I expect a gift when we, uh, when I, we get back, I feel really bad for you now. <laughs> I know. And I'm an extrovert. So this is like torture to not be able to hang out with people. So yeah, like, I look forward yeah. to podcasts because it's like, Oh, it's human interaction. That is not my family. Yeah. yeah of course, you know, you're, you're, you're talking to a couple of CPAs and we've been told stay at home all day. Don't talk to people and add numbers up. We're in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm in purgatory. 
<laughs> well, guys, well, hey, well, we, we, we appreciate you having us. This has been a lot. Yeah. Of- yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. And I mean, it, you wouldn't, yeah. it, the hour flew by. So, um, but I do appreciate mm-hmm. y'all's time and I'm sure that we'll have clients. If, if folks are listening in and they have questions, they can, they can reach me and contact me and then I will, uh, I will get that information out to you guys. Um, if it's great. something that I can't yeah. answer, does that sound good? That sounds great. great. Thank you. Perfect. Well, thank y'all you. absolutely y'all enjoy the rest of your weekend and thanks so much for your time. Happy birthday. <laughs> thank you. Appreciate you. Bye y'all. <laughs>